What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of That Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Titus, as always. And today we've got a very special edition of the podcast where we're introducing a brand new platform that will be taking over the world called The Kingdom Outpost. And I'm joined today by three of the fine human beings who've been helping launch this project. First of all, uh, the lead editor, editor-in-chief, um, Rebecca Mui, who's been on the podcast plenty of times before. In fact, I think we could we could bestow on you the honorary title of a cast member of that Jesus podcast by now, wouldn't you say? Oh. I'll take that as a, that, that um, awe as a yes. Uh, we're also joined by Abram Martin and Aaron Miller. Welcome to the podcast, both of you. Good to be here. Yep, so good to be here. there were quite a few other individuals who were also involved in the launching of the Kingdom Outpost, but one by one they fell away, which is proof that um, the P in Tulip is false teaching. and It is, in fact, possible to lose your salvation. In fact, Drew Latin was one of those, um, but he sadly found less important things to do with his life. Um, but here we are, the, the final four. So what the Kingdom Outpost is, it's, it's a blog, first and foremost. We're going to be releasing articles. It's also a podcast network and just in general kind of a content curator. We wanted a website that would be a hub for a lot of different resources from a kingdom perspective. Um, so let's start with you, Rebecca. Uh, what's, what's your vision for this website? What kind of articles would you like to see published? And what's your strategy for um, taking down the kingdom of darkness with, with this website single-handedly? Um, well, the, the main idea came from uh, seeing Christians around here. I live in Asia share articles from stuff like Desiring God or the Gospel Coalition. And then when I want to share stuff that, you know, is from like a kingdom point of view that isn't about Calvinism or whatever, or it just relates to life, but from a kingdom point of view, I couldn't find any. I mean, we do have a couple of resources out there, um, but they're often focused on an Anabaptist audience and in Anabaptist cultural context, like maybe talking about two kingdom theology, but talking about like the Amish or something, you know, and and Trump and that kind of thing. And it was just like, I don't want people to think of this as like a, only a niche cultural theology that's for separatists and, and people who don't, you know, drive cars, <laughs> stuff like that. I wanted, I wanted it to be a kind of like a platform theology, a voice, like to give kingdom mm -hmm. Christians a, a voice yeah, in conversations. Nice. How about you, Abram? Yeah, I think, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I work. I work in a barn shop. And so um, as I listen to those podcasts and just, you know, read blogs and all of this, it's all just kind of scattered and you have to really go hunting to find it and there's not I you know I, I've, I've thought about it for a while already that there there should just be like a central place where we can go to to find you know links to these this content that's out there and there's so much of it and there's a lot of it that's just cropping up 
all over the place, and it's awesome to see people having these conversations, in-depth conversations, some really smart intellectual people that, that are thinking through some of these things, and especially kingdom theology. And so I think, yeah, to create a, help create a platform to, to, to have that hub where people can come and, uh, and find, find these resources. Yeah. So Abram is our treasure, but you do a lot more than that. Um, we just needed some kind of title for you. So we decided you would be in charge of our, our vast financial resources. Um, and you can donate to the Kingdom Outpost, by the way. Yeah. Um, send us some of your coins. We this is this is first and foremost a business, uh, for profit venture. So, <laughs> uh, Aaron, you are are, are officially our, our communications manager. So you've been running our, our social media and and our email list and that sort of thing. What what's your yeah. vision for the Kingdom Outpost? How, why did you stick around when? everyone else uh, fell away into the world. Yeah, uh, like like Amy said, I listened to a lot of podcasts and stuff during work, and yeah, they were just really all over the place. And yeah, I thought it'd be good to, yeah, have them all together in one place, one place where we can find podcasts and blogs and mm-hmm. YouTube videos, stuff. And yeah. Yep. Nice. So, Rebecca, you are, I would say, kind of at the helm of this, and even though technically I'm the administrator. I, I think you're the one who's poured the most into this project, and I know you're really passionate about kingdom theology, and you're actually wanting to, to get a PhD in, in something of that sort, right? Well, I was um, applying to do something related to political science and ecclesiology, um, kind of like from a kingdom perspective, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So give us your elevator pitch of, of what a kingdom perspective is. Ooh, okay. Um, a kingdom perspective is based on the idea that when Jesus came, he started his kingdom. I think the scriptures point quite clearly to that, that it's equating being saved if not just like receiving salvation, but being saved out of one kingdom and into another kingdom. And um, that part is perhaps less emphasized than the part about like forgiveness of sins, uh, which is important as well, but we're, we're saved from the power of Satan to God and... Um, the whole point that Jesus came, he came, yes, to save his people from their sins, but he said the whole reason why he came was to be king. So mm-hmm. a church that has that perspective would be like the early church, who, you know, who are slightly subversive, who are proclaiming Jesus as king, like it says in Acts 17 verse 7, and not Caesar and therefore, uh, Christianity, like all religions of the ancient world, is actually a political re- religion, except that we can't do politics the world's way. We're looking to build the kingdom of God and make a difference here on earth. We don't just have a, a ticket out of here to wait to go to heaven and like screw everyone on earth where we're headed out of here. It's not like that. We actually should care about 
things like justice and all that and peace because we have to follow what Jesus taught which is like love your enemies yeah be peacemakers stuff like that yeah yeah and you wrote an article Jesus is king what it means and um why I should care or something like you something like that what is that the title oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah yeah something like that you forget you forget the title of your own article it's uh, on the kingdomoutpost.org everybody um go check it out M more of uh what what rebecca means when she talks about a kingdom worldview um and and abram and aaron you can you can jump in here at any time but i did want to to bring up the mere devotion idea which i i get it is a, is a really cheesy name for my my spiel um but I don't know what else to call it, so I call it mere devotion because that that is explicitly on the website that that we want articles about the the six solas of mere devotion, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, and and I know you've been kind of resistant to that idea, at least when it's framed in sort of like an ascetic, you know, pietistic way. But I think recently you've been repenting a little bit, um, and, and <laughs> so. Maybe give some of your pushback for like why you're kind of resistant to that some of those ideas. Um, I kind of think like the it is in the word devotion, and I think that's a great thing, um, to love God. I've just seen like Christians who are who turn out to be like cultic, uh, cult cultish and toxic emphasize a lot of the same things so that's it's kind of like ptsd for me christians who ended up being really like abusive and heretical would be like yeah you sh should totally read your bible three hours a day you should you should give up like life just to put pray for 24 hours like an over emphasis on all these kind of actions for me and and uh, it doesn't i don't know i've i've seen it not lead to good fruit I've seen it lead to terrible fruit, in fact. So, kind of like there's a caution that, kind of like pietism, uh, or just like a religious pietist kind of function is not a mm -hmm. guarantee of anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but would you agree that even if it's been abused, that, that these practices, these spiritual disciplines are really important and we shouldn't throw out the baby with the bath water well i would say it should start from a place of like a relationship with god and loving god and you know it starts from the word devotion which i think we have an upcoming article that i wrote is like what it means to be devoted first and foremost rather than focusing on like disciplines and and schedules and <laughs> all these things that I feel for me, like when I got out of thinking of things like spiritual disciplines and I just thought about it as like things like, okay, praying and being in touch with God's heart for like the world, that it didn't feel like this thing that you had to force yourself to do and that was like so acidic. Is it? How do you pronounce that word? Aesthetic? Aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually found like a change of mindset from that kind of like spiritual discipline formulas and how much work you put into it, how much you get out of it, that kind of thing and focusing on a relationship with God first, uh, which I, I, 
I don't doubt that you have. It's just, it's just me <laughs> and my mental blocks. Thank you. I feel, I feel affirmed. I mean, I, I think it comes down to personality too, partially because, especially with things like scheduling and a routine. I mean, some people just, you know, en enjoy that sort of a lifestyle more than others do. Um, but like, I get it that this whole I these ideas can totally be abused, and I think I probably. Um, struggle sometimes with legalism in those areas. So it's good to hear um, your side of things. Yeah, I mean, some of the things that I've, I've been, you know, since we're talking about uh, not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, we could launch into like Mennonite culture right away. But uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think what, what Rebecca was saying about mere devotion, I, I think it does come down to personality. Like a lot of us need a we we need some discipline, some structure to our devotional life. I think the the biggest thing is that I always tell people is we need to be very careful when people come up with the formula for you know something, and 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 I don't hear Titus promoting that. I don't hear him saying you want a good relationship with God, you need an hour with God every day. Non like if you don't get it, you have to feel guilty because you didn't get that solid hour. And this is how you get this hour. This is how you meditate and, and come up with a systematic formula for devotions. If he'd be doing that, I'd be right along with Rebecca and pushing back at it. And I think that's that's the difference. Like We need to be skeptical of people that have systematic formulas of how to attain something. Um, that's, next thing you know, you're into witchcraft and you know not in Christianity. So you're doing incantations to call something up rather than having a relationship with God. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I do some incantations now and then to be fair, um, just to spice things up, but <laughs> no, I, I think another reason why I stress, you know, these, these six values is because at a certain point, like, I think we've all kind of figured out that Jesus is King and that he talked more about the kingdom of God than anything else. And you shouldn't vote for Trump or kill people. Right. And so at, at a certain point, like, I'm like, what should we do with this? Like, we, we all know this is, are we going to sit around and just talk about this ad nauseum forever and about how like we have really figured things out and the other denominations need to repent of their nationalism and all that. Or is, is this a helpful correction um, that we've made, and now we can move on and like share this good news with the world and care for the poor and live as incarnational communities and actually do something in the world. It's, it's well, also... I think it, it links. It, if you're building the kingdom, which is a real and present thing, you will be doing those things for sure. It, it links quite exactly. well, I think. Yes, and, and that's something I want to continue to explore is, is how to tie them together, how not to separate them. Um, Another thing with with the Kingdom Outpost is, so I, I heard Bill Johnson once say, <laughs> I'm going to quote Bill Johnson here to trigger <laughs> Drew because he's not here. Uh, he once said that, like, he, he, I think someone was pressing him on, like, why do you always talk about healing and miracles? And he's like, well, it's not that we necessarily believe that, that Christianity is all about miracles and healing sick people and casting out demons. Like, there's obviously there's more to it than that. But he, he believes that the, the bride of Christ at large is missing this aspect of what it means to follow Jesus, that there's not enough teaching or practice on, about supernatural healing. Of course, we can contest whether what Bethel is doing is, is real or not. But 
I think the Kingdom Outpost and and a lot of the even the the dank Kingdom world, a lot of a lot of us I think are are doing a similar thing in the church. It's not that following Jesus can be boiled down to nonviolence, not being partisan, and talking about the fact that Jesus is a king. Like there's a lot more to it. Like atonement is important. Um, you know, prayer is important. Uh, justification is important. All, all of these things are important. Marriages are important, but there is a, a problem. It's it's like Bill Johnson talked about it being like a vitamin for the church. That the church is deficient in this area, and so he like the Kingdom Outpost can be a vitamin to provide something that is missing in the broader church, which is this emphasis on the kingdom of God as a real nation. And then with the mere devotion thing, what I feel like I'm doing, I, I completely claim like the, the kingdom world as my tribe. Um, it, they are my people. So, but, but what I feel like I'm doing as well is like trying to provide something that might be missing within that worldview. Because I, I was thinking about this today. Like I, I feel like someone could at least be in, in this online community and say all the right stuff and check all the right boxes and, and have no prayer life, right? Because we don't really talk about prayer that much. It's not really emphasized. Um, so I, I'm going to be writing and, and constantly talking about the spiritual disciplines and, and mission work just to try to provide that side of things for, for the tribe that I identify with. Um, so yeah, I wasn't planning to talk that much about this, but th- this is all just to say that this is going to be part of, of what the Kingdom Outpost is, is talking about these six values that we've covered on this podcast, and and then also talking a fair amount about kingdom theology in general, and just, you know, general life issues, um, like, you know, women's roles in, in the church, and in the home, and domestic abuse, and, you know, anything that, that you know, comes up in our, our life following Jesus, um, yeah, anything else that you, you think we should tell people about the site? I just want to follow on that. I think, yeah, we should be putting legs to kingdom theology. It's not like a creed, like we believe that Jesus is king and we don't believe it. It, it has to have some practical um, aspect to that. That's why we're talking about it in very practical terms, like we have an upcoming article on what nonviolence means in the home and facing like situations of abuse. Um, we'll have people come on and share about restorative justice and what it means to look at inequality or oppression or suffering in society and how you can respond to that as a kingdom Christian without resorting to the world's responses. We can have all the the theories just right, but if we're not actually putting some of those theories into practice and testing them out and living that out, then we're not doing what Jesus did because people didn't follow Jesus. They didn't, he didn't make an impact in people's lives simply because he said wise things. Like he made an impact because he cared about people. He loved about people. He was in their lives. He walked with them and that's changed it, changed it just as much as the wise sayings that he said. And they listened because they first realized that he loved them. And so they were able to listen to the wise sayings that he had. So I think that's it's that's a very important part of kingdom theology that we really need to to focus on is that that it, it's very practical and it, it's going to affect our daily lives and how we live.
Yeah, so everybody go check out kingdomoutpost.org. We will put a link uh, in the show notes. Go check us out on Facebook and Instagram. There's also a YouTube channel. We're going to be putting out some YouTube videos, kind of like video essays. Um, And share it with your friends. And if you are a writer and want to write an article about kingdom theology or just about the Christian life or any of the six points of mere devotion, um, what's the way they can get in touch with us to submit that, Rebecca? Um, You write to admin at kingdomoutpost.org and um, you can send your pitches. We can talk about what you like to write about and you can send me your drafts as well or things that you've already published on your blog and that you might want to have published on a different platform we'd love that actually we can promote some kingdom-centered blogs of course you know we want to look at the (laughs) theology make sure it's in general alignment we're not we're not like tyrants or anything yeah yeah so and we're going to have a a list of blogs We're, we're continuing to put links for blogs that we recommend of course we have the podcast network um, original articles and other resources. We're going to keep adding resources like recommended ministries that people can get involved in as well. So it'll keep growing. Like I said, our goal is to take over the world, and uh, this is the beginning of it. So if you're listening to this, it's kind of like getting into Bitcoin early. Um, buy in now, buy low, sell high. Um, long live King Jesus. Thank you guys for joining.